She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. I was reading porn at the pool, Molly. It was not okay. John Green every season till he's on the pod. I told you. Tit glasses. <laughs> Let's stop talking about the nasty sex. We have a deadline. Chili's baby back ribs. Barbecue sauce. I need to practice like my accents and try that in another accent. Why? I don't know. Because I'm an <laughs> asshole. So um, I got a text from Ireland asking if my kids were alive yesterday. Like the country Ireland? Yes. The Eds are over there, right? Oh, okay. And so I thought you meant like some random like alert from Ireland. You know, if your children are in the vicinity of X, Y, and Z, please check on them. I was no, like, uh, how did you get on that subscription? <laughs> oh my God. That's a whole other story. No, uh, <laughs> I, um, we have a group chat with the Eds. We've had one for years, obviously. And mm-hmm. Hillary had been talking to her oldest mm-hmm. and her oldest said that Piper and Liv almost got struck by lightning. And Courtney was aminent about this. So Hillary was touching base with me to see what, if the girls were okay. I text my kids. Like while they're with your mom? They got yeah, struck by lightning? they're in New York right now. Yes, my kids are in New York right now with my mom. So I text my girls and no answer. So obviously they're dead, right? If they don't answer They must phones, be. Obviously. They must be. Um... And my mom's not answering. Come to find out, my kids were at my sister's house and at my stepsister's house in Appalachian. And there's a signal uh-huh. out there. But they didn't get struck by lightning. I FaceTimed with Piper, my oldest. And she was like, that was in our group chat. I was like, okay. She goes, the big group chat. So this means Hillary's kids, Amy and Jenna's kids, my kids. So this is like a good group of kids. It's like... Mm-hmm. Almost 10 kids. Mm-hmm. And she goes, no, Elle said they almost got hit by lightning. So come to find out they were out at one of the Texas National Parks and rain hit real hard. Uh-huh. And they almost got hit by lightning. But daisy chain, you know how t- the game of telephone works with children. I mean, so- I'm really glad they didn't get struck by lightning. This would have been a very different story. <laughs> So would have yes. Uh, the day after my children get struck by lightning, you know what I decide to do? Film a podcast. We have a deadline. You have to film. Wasn't there an episode in which you said that if I died, we would just have Tom fill in because we had a deadline? Like, yes. it was a joke. Yeah, we we will just tag someone in. It's fine. It's but, fine. They're, they're, but we always have backups. We have backups to our backups. Jeez. Um. So. Uh, so I've been at my job for a full week now and I, and you're I like still alive. it. Look at you. Yeah, I like it. Um I think it's gonna be a good fit for me, much better That's than great. um the middle school. I really miss being in public libraries and well, Miss Miss April has to come back. Miss April yeah. has to come back. Let me tell you, there are some super cute babies and toddlers hanging out at the library, and it just brings me joy. Like, it just brings me joy. So a mom came this week, and um, she says to me, 
you helped me last week find graphic novels for my son. I told you he was a reluctant reader and like you suggested like graphic novels as a way to like engage him in reading. And mm -hmm. we're here again because he liked them so much and now he wants to pick out his own. I was like, Yay! that's joy for me. Like that's what I love about being well, a children's librarian. Point, right? That's right. The yeah. Point I love it. Is if you can get one new reader. Yeah. I love it. So um, it was joy wonderful. for me. And today I had a little uh, me time and went to Ulta and spent $450. Yes! <laughs> I asked them if I had any discounts with my points. And they're like, we can save you $3 today. And I was like, oh, all the difference is made. <laughs> Um, but Tom was actually really supportive. He says, yeah, I don't care when you spend money on good makeup because I know you wear good makeup for me. And I was like, baby, I wear good makeup for me, not Word. for you. Word. I do my makeup for me. I, I do got it for lucky. me. I found um, there's a there's a couple problematic influencers. But I found the other day a problematic influencer. We might uh, be problematic influencers. That's okay. <laughs> Um, I like being problematic. It's fun. Um, but not in the same way this guy is. I found one of his like OG palettes, the one everybody like loves and is obsessed with mm -hmm. uh, at Marshall's for like $15. Shit. And it's like the good Morphe formula. Shit. And I was like, hell yes. Your idiotic moves is making my bank account happy. Mm. Yeah, this new eye palette, if you're watching on YouTube, this is the new eye palette. It's by, I think it's Morphe. It was a fairy tale. And I was like, that seems like Miss April. So let's that is go very with that. Miss April. It, it was April. vibrant colors. Uh, yes, all the bright mm -hmm. colors. It's yeah. so funny because, like, clothing wise, I wear a lot of like dark blues and mm -hmm. grays and blacks and really muted colors. And then my eyeshadow was like, bam! What up? I still look like an emo kid from the mid 2000s. <laughs> uh, there was like, there, but there was a whole subsection of emos back then. Yeah, that, that were like, all wearing wore, Mac makeup Mac, and well, and like bright colors, like they'd be all yeah. black and metal yeah. and yeah. combat boots, and then neon pink. Yeah, yeah, lime green. Hey, it yeah. made them happy. Whatever, man. Yeah. All right, so we are in our final week of Poolside Reads, mm -hmm. and we are talking about today this book, It Happened One Summer, by Tessa Bailey. You are not allowed to ring the bell as I am introducing the book. I right. call bullshit on that. Try, try it again. I'm sorry. I'll put the bell Fuck down. Fuck you. I know you're going to do it again. <laughs> nope, I'm sitting right here. My hands are right. right here. It, shit, I dropped it. It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Um, <laughs> the sequel to this book is called Hook, Line, and Sinker. Um, and it's like a spinoff because it's the sister. Um, is it? A, I, okay, does she hook up with Fox? That's all I give a shit about. The whole point of that book is her and Fox. Like, it's Good. Her, That's all I care about. But Good. like, that one's a slow burn, whereas It Happened One Summer it. is uh, burn, instant love. I don't want to read it, but I think I need to. It, yeah. Well, okay, so here's the thing with, okay, fuck. Let me give a synopsis. Yeah. We'll it's like it. I forgot what we do here. It's like I'm I, new. It's, you know, new season, <laughs> new us. I swear, when we take a two-week two break between seasons, I, when we come back, it's like a good month before I'm like, I remember what I'm doing. Um, okay. We'll get All right, it. so, synopsis. Sure. Hi. <laughs> 
Piper Bellinger is an LA girl, it girl with a rich movie producing stepdad, but her love life is an absolute mess. After her longest relationship of three weeks ends very publicly, she throws a revenge raging party by breaking into a fancy hotel pool. When she is arrested after her best friend points the finger at her, her stepfather decides it's finally time with, uh, hmm. It's finally time for the, that's not what I wrote here, but this is what I'm going to say. It's finally time for the 28-year-old socialite to learn the value of money. He banishes her to a small fishing community of Westport, Washington, the homeland of her late father, to take over the bar he once ran. Piper's Who she didn't sister, know about. Well, she didn't know about the bar, but she knew about the dad. Piper's sister, Hannah, decides to tag along to help Piper serve as punish, her punishment. While in Westport, Piper meets Brendan, a surly, no-nonsense fishing boat captain who loves his routines as much as he loves the sea. The oh, two baby. are such complete <laughs> opposites that they have no choice but to fall in love, even though the relationship is complicated by the fact that Piper still plans to depart Westport back to L.A. in three months. That's all mm -hmm. I got. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, first and foremost, a title character in a steamy book that has the same name as your kid is weird oh i imagine that's true very weird i imagine but then true. i started like listening to it and the writing kind of just evened it my out water bottle water take like it tastes like it came from the hose <laughs> is it warm a little it but but it has like the ho hose taste. The metallic -y taste? Well, it's a metallic water, but I don't know. There you okay, go. sorry. <laughs> it's never tasted like the hose before. <laughs> I'm very suspicious that my son's put something in my water bottle. <laughs> April's okay. going without water this episode. <laughs> Facts. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, so I think we need to address this right away. This is by far the spiciest book that we've read on this pod. Facts. Um, were you surprised by the amount of sex or the graphic nature? And did you feel the spice was good sex? Um, I'm going to give it like if out of five chilies, mm -hmm. like the little emoji chilies, not the baby back ribs kind. No nope. chilies, baby back ribs, <laughs> barbecue sauce. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag um, not sponsored. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I would give it four. It's it's pretty heavy in the spice factor. You would only give it four out of five? I've read heavier. Uh, oh, I, I, thought, I've, I've I think read, it's the spiciest book I've ever read, unless you count Fifty Shades of Grey, which I don't because it's absolute garbage. I've read, uh, my grandmother used to have, like, those, like, <laughs> bodice ripper ones, you know? And I've read some of hers back in the day, mm -hmm. and one started straight fucking. So like, like Fabio on the cover where he's all yeah like those like, no, like those old ones like the ones that they used to buy in the grocery store on the yeah. moving cart you know the rotating cart yeah yeah uh, any and old ladies that try to shame people for reading spice talk books today fuck them man fuck them because we know fuck what you read them. grandma we know, we know what, you, what you read we remember um <laughs> but I will give it four you know four point five four it it's spicy. Mm -hmm. But the her writing style takes you out of it. Yeah, so it takes you out of it. I can't. You can't like get into it. Mm -hmm. it, it so it, it, it separates the sex from the writing. 
I mean, I don't totally agree with you on that because that was my problem with Fifty Shades of Grey. Everyone talked about how sexy that book was. And I was like, the writing is so bad that like, I want to take a red pen to it, which is not sexy. Like that's not. not. Editors, um, editors desire is not sexy. I thought the sex in this was good sex. And I mean, I've never had a book like make me feel things. <laughs> <laughs> this book made you feel things. This book made me made me feel things. Congratulations. <laughs> I was reading porn at the pool, Molly. It was not okay. <laughs> I, um It's just I don't know. Like Did you just like reset there for a second? (laughs) Like I'm just trying to think. Okay, the question is spice level. What else? Did you feel the spice was good sex? Was the sex? I mean, it was decent sex. It was I have have issues with some of the sex that happens in here. Like for example, good for a lot of it. Like yeah, but but the way the man talks, like Jesus criminies. Was she watching male? directed porn like where is she getting this dialogue from yeah i actually oh I have baby that, oh baby i have that to talk about later so hold that thought um but my, there's so many of them hold the thought um i had some issues with some of the sex described in here because it's not like humanly possible like they talk about brendan being like super large and her being like super petite and i kept thinking about that scene where she sticks her finger in his ass and i'm like how did she reach (laughs) the logistics aren't adding up how did she make that like does does she have stretch armstrong arms like how did that how did that work like i couldn't (laughs) she got it mystery mail's control out Hashtag not sponsored. Disney will sue us, girl. Do not. <laughs> they don't pay attention to us. Nobody does. Disney gives zero fucks. They they sue preschools. Like they don't that's care. True. That's true. That's true. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, so I enjoyed this book, but I found some parts pretty unbelievable. Even yeah. trying to prove a point, would you ever stay in an apartment that is that mouse infested and hasn't been slept in or cleaned for years? I've stayed in worse. You forget yeah, well, love. I was in the military. Yeah, good point. Listen, I have a legit phobia to mice. I'm, I'm like really, really terrified. Um, so fuck that. I don't care what kind of point I'm trying to prove. There's no fucking way I'm even cleaning that. I would spend all my allowance to hire somebody to do it. it. I'm good with all of God's creatures. It's Mm -hmm. when God's creatures are in my space. Mm, Ants, fine. Ants in my house, die. Mouse, fine. Mouse, attic, okay. Don't stay in attic, die. Uh, mouse in house, bye. Mouse outside, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, they don't bug. It, it's just, it, it's when they're in my bubble. I like And they snakes. don't belong in my bubble. I like snakes specifically because they eat mice. I don't really care for <laughs> snakes, but I'm like, that fucker eats mice. New favorite. Um. <laughs> but I've stayed in worse. Yeah, I'm sure you have. All right, the author mentions in her author notes that she based Piper off of Alexis Rose from Schitt's Creek. Oh, we're back. We're both huge Schitt's Creek's fan. I um, can see it. Did you get Alexis vibes? Absolutely. I was waiting for mm, David. Ew, David. Um, like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> but you know what, though? I got more like Paris Hilton. And- it's like Paris Hilton 
Lindsay Lohan and Alexis Rose blended together. Well, the Hilton sisters, like in the mid 2000s, where Paris was like really like, you know, everywhere and like Nikki was kind of in the shadows. Like that was the vibe I got from the sisters. I, okay, but, but have you watched Paris's uh, documentary on. Oh my gosh, I was going to ask you that. Okay, so. It's so it was good. all an act. It was all it an was act. All an act. All it a is fucking so act. It good. Is the most brilliant version of marketing I've ever heard. It's totally her brand. It's totally her brand. I mm. thought that was brilliant. If you have, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, she did we'll a it. documentary. We'll it is it on notes. YouTube, completely free on YouTube. That um, poor girl. Go watch it. Break, though. Her it homegirl was... does not stop. Three phones. She has three phones. Mm-hmm. And they're all work phones. Bitch was handing out her number in that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And they reference uh, Paris Hilton in the book as a DJ. Like, yeah. Um, like right, Paris so, my DJ. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about Brandon. Once again, an author has basically written my husband. So yay for that. I, I um, mean, why is every love interest in the stamp, uh, in these books grumpy? Broody, tall, dark, and handsome. I don't know. I think it's hot. <laughs> it's, I find it irritating. I want to argue with that person. That is my instant go-to. Yeah. I enjoy arguing with that person. That's why I right, married but him. I'm irritated <laughs> by them, not like turned on by it. <laughs> mm, you should try it. <laughs> no. No. Pass. Pass. Well, not I like Tom. mine. Not no, no. I mean, I like him. my guy, you know? Okay, anyway, question. You can have Sorry. <laughs> All right, so I find some things pretty unbelievable. For one thing, he is a widower and remained celibate for seven years after his wife died. It, based off mm. of the personality we're getting from this guy, it, it the math adds up, in my opinion. No, no, no. Not seven yeah. years. Yeah. Not seven years. Yeah. Uh, he's a creature of routine. Um... But he like changes mildly, so quickly for Piper. Is that normal? Mild, he sounds mildly OCD. I oh, think yeah. my my opinion is is mm-hmm. he had the traumatic event of losing his wife, which mm-hmm. we never talked about. He, while he was at sea, they do yeah. talk about how yeah. she has the a aneurysm. brain yeah. aneurysm. Yeah, and and but, he's out to sea. He doesn't even know she's dead until he's back, back. and she's been gone for like a couple weeks or something. Yeah, I I think it's traumatic. And I mm-hmm. think it kicks off a, you know, because OCD can happen because of stressors, right? Mm-hmm. It is the way, brain's way of fixing things and kind of just giving you comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think he went into an OCD state. You know, he likes certain foods. He he does mm-hmm. the same thing every day. He goes to the same places. He spends the time with the same people. He works the same schedule. And it well, works for him. And well, there's, I a think, lot of, there's a lot I, of you know, superstitions with sailors too. Right. And I think sleeping with a new woman would have changed all of that. The reason he didn't sleep with these random women in town was it would have changed his routine. Yeah. But it seems like, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that he's waited seven years. That's a long I time. I don't know. It's a lot of people that stay still a bit for a long time. Right. I'm aware. I'm very aware. <laughs> voluntary, by the way. That was voluntary. Right. It wasn't like you were locked in a tower. Right. I'm muscle. aware. <laughs> I, I'm aware. <laughs> Anyways, Piper what? 
Piper really, is she really the right woman uh, when she's like, for him, when she's like, so the opposite of like Westport? Mm. I think I in my world, opposites perfectly attract. I mean, it's why it works. I mean, it's a stereotype because it's, it works. It's real. It's hmm. real life. I mean, it is a cliche, the opposite attract thing. I mean, I had an issue with the fact that they have the big talk on the boat. Of course, it's on his boat. Of course, it of is. Of course, it's on his And, boat. like, he talks about how he feels more strongly, stronger. He feels stronger for Piper <sighs> than he did. <laughs> he feels stronger for Piper than he did uh, for his late wife. And, like, I just find that hard to believe. Like, he knew his late wife his whole life. And... He's known Piper a minute. I think he probably likes her body more. I think in his in his mind, he married like in his words, he said he felt like marrying his wife was the th- next thing to do. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that he was truly in love with her. It well, that's was what he com- says, but I I just think that's hard to believe. Mm, I don't. And know. also, if I die, I, I don't want Tom marry- telling somebody else that I'll haunt his ass. I feel like people do that all the time that they get married for obligation. Yeah. If you got married for obligation, let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> Molly always trying to get people to comment on our shit. I, I will do it till my dying days. That's how long we're going to do this pod. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of books to read. I mean, we're already there. It's not like we have an area. We're, we're in our dying days already. Well, I meant like a lot of books. I know. We're already in the a lot of books stage. I know. All right, so there are several secondary characters in this book. I'm, I've listed... Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I closed the thing. I've listed... Oh, I did it again! Oh, Knock nice. it off! All right, so I've listed him here so we can talk about it. So Mitch is Brendan's father-in-law, the previous owner of Delaray. Thoughts? Right. Um, I mean, he's kind of a dick, but I get it. I, I think one... His dickness is because he gave his book, his boat over to this guy, and now he's just fucking what he thinks is a floozy. Yeah. So, you know yeah, what I mean? That's not really fair. His son-in-law has stayed celibate and true to his late. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. You think you think this guy's running around being like, "Guess what, guys? I didn't go home with another woman." Or is it just like it a seems town like board? in this town everybody knows whose whose dick everybody's been in? Like that's, I mean, facts. That's why Fox has to leave town to find a woman. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so Opal, Piper, and Hannah's grandmother that they didn't I even know about. That pisses me off. That, really that makes me, me so mad at their mm-hmm. mom. Like, I can um, understand that she needed to flee for her own, you know, grief. But not involving, like, just writing off family altogether is not fair. I have an issue with Opal's storyline. You're telling me the way they talk about this town, everybody knows everyone's business. Everyone loves everyone. Everyone Mm -hmm. is so helpful, but everyone's just going to ignore Opal. Ignore the fact that Opal is depressed and sad and lonely and just let her live a hermit life. We we don't know that they ignored her. They may have like been trying to get her to do things in the beginning. And then it was very clear that they weren't weren't going to get her to do the things. But you don't quit on the people you love. Fair point. You don't quit on the people you love. So they're sitting there and saying this town is like a family and we all take care of each other. But when Opal got difficult, they stopped fucking taking care of her. Fair point. Fair point. 
I'm getting angry about it. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to yell at you. All I'm right, mad so, at the writing. Okay. Uh, so Fox is... Look who's okay in now! <laughs> Gave me shit about it last week! Well, last week it was because you didn't want to argue with me. and this You don't want to argue of, with me! No, I agree with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, then we so move on. And, no I, and my mood just changed like that. <laughs> There's no reason to, like, keep talking about it, because I agree. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Fox, who's Brendan's best friend, potential love interest for Hannah. He's the star of the second book. I thought you were going to say he was his potential love interest, too. I was like, I don't know, did maybe. I miss that part? <laughs> I mean, it would take, it did, would put past me that Fox. You did the audiobook, right? Yes. Did it have the bonus chapter box in here? Okay, I nope. wasn't. No bonus chapters. It. So there's a bonus chapter in the physical copy that's um, Hannah and Fox Ooh. when they go to the record store. Oh, that's cute. Um, that's in here. And uh, so you can kind of see the sparks of what's going to happen in. And where it Hope starts and secret. where it's going. No, um, yeah. that, that bell was for the audiobook. Okay. That narrator goes from talking like this to talking like this. That Ew. is her man voice, and this Ew. is how she says "baby." Ew. I wanna, I wanna. They're God, they're beautiful, baby. I love them so much. That's how it sounds. <laughs> we couldn't get a man to do this book. Well, you didn't need a man. It's from it's from a woman's point of view. They switch POVs. No, they don't. It sounds like it because they no. move from his voice to her voice, from his voice to her well, that's voice. That's just dialogue. That's you're a writer, no, Molly. Like, that's how no, dialogue works. No, it's not all dialogue in his. It's voice. all. I literally read the physical copy. But, but what I'm all telling from, you is, in the narration, changes uh -huh. from his voice to her voice constantly. Wait, hang on a second. Maybe it's not first person. Is it third person? Oh, it's third person. Oh. It changes from their voices constantly. Well, that's it stupid. It shouldn't have done that. It shouldn't have done that because third person, you could have just had the narrator. Okay, whatever. Let's get back to Fox. What did you think about Fox? I think he was supposed to be their comic relief. And it was so, zero funny. <laughs> I, read I found him not funny at all. <laughs> yeah. So I read the second book and I liked it better than the, this one. Um, I mean, not by much. He has a really tragic story, and so, like, you kind of oh. feel, yeah, he, I feel bad for him. Yeah? So, yeah, so his story. But that's only because you have his backstory. Right, so his backstory is basically that, like, his dad got his mom knocked up when they were, like, 16 or 17, uh -huh. and his dad was, like, a man whore and just, like, banged anything. Oh, and, like him. Well, they kind of, his entire life, people have referred to him as a heartbreaker and he's going to be doing this and that and like never really gave him a chance to be anything but a man whore. Oh, so he was just living up to the preset reputation. Right. And the one person that he had like a pretty serious relationship with and kind of loved, mm -hmm. uh, it turned out he was just uh, her hall pass. So he thought they were in a relationship and she was just banging him Dang. while she was with another well, that's guy. That's sad. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. really sad yeah so that one is better Depressing. <laughs> yeah that story's better than this one but I don't like Fox as well as I like Brendan mm -hmm. but I like Hannah better than Piper mm -hmm. but Hannah and, and Brendan would be a terrible couple 
Um, all right, so let's talk about Abe, the old man that Piper walks on the beach every day. He's adorable. I can't couldn't help but picturing Mr. Feeney. I'm not gonna lie, Aww. Mr. Feeney, Mr. Feeney. Um, but I like that Piper was doing something outside herself. Yeah, I actually kind of find it really interesting that people talk about how selfish she is and how she doesn't have her shit together and all these things. But, like, everyone in town, she helped them. And it wasn't for anything that she was going to gain. It was just, like, that's her personality. So I feel like she's very giving. And I think that's why she takes such short relationships so seriously because she puts her whole heart into it. Well, that's also a Paris Hilton thing. But I, I think people don't give Piper the credit that she deserves because she actually is a really caring and loving yeah. person. Yeah. Um, and they just try to And that's probably why Hannah stupid. came with her because Hannah knows the true Piper and she knows yeah. how. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, tropes in this book. Uh, so, what did them. you see? <laughs> All of them. Grumpy sunshine, fish out of water, miscommunication, the will they, won't they. Um, all of them. Um, um, also, we forgot the yin and yang, right? You got the sibling yin and yang with Hannah oh. and Piper, how they kind of like balance each other out. Because, yeah. you know, main character can't just be a main character. The main character needs a counterpart that's always going to balance them out and make them better. Well, it's funny that you say that because in the second book, Hannah actually refers to herself as never, as always being the side character and never being the main character. I mean, I get it. Growing up with that, like a sister like that, I bet. Well, that's, and it's by her choice more than anything. She doesn't really want to be the center of attention. Right. Well, yeah. Piper's doing, like, Piper's taking care of it for her. You know, nobody's look at her. Right. Don't look at the man behind her. I did kind of wonder what happened to Piper's social media following after she just, like, up and, like, vanished. Because she was making money from that. So I'm sure, like, TMZ was, like, Piper Dellinger. Ruiner of all. <laughs> Con all right. artist. Extraordinary. Let's talk, let's talk about the dialogue. I know you oh. want to talk about it and I want to talk about it too. I'm going to quote page 184, which is the first time that they, I mean, they don't do the things. They don't have like um, sex sex until later. They don't have sex sex. Intercourse. Yeah. Penis vagina. <laughs> right. <laughs> Penis in vagina. Um, <laughs> do some. Do they? Do they have oral sex? Something like they that. They have oral yeah. sex on his table at her at his house. And does he like jerk himself off and come with on her, her underwear? Ugh. With her oh, underwear. That's right. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That is. I'm telling you, gag me with a spoon. Some of these things. That's cringy. Okay. Uh, so this is this is the first uh, time chafing, chafing. Yeah. Right. Well, they're silk, Molly. So. Okay. So, ugh. Anyway. Uh. Okay. <laughs> Side note. One of the things that grossed me out the most about this book was that he would, like, clean her up after sex. Absolutely not. Get the fuck away from me. Don't, no. t- don't touch me. No. Don't take don't a towel me. to my lady area. Like, you've done enough. Especially with your rough man hands. You're just, mm. like, palming it and shit. Get and the he's fuck like, away from me. And he's like, I like cleaning you up. Why? Ugh. <sighs> It really grossed me out. Okay, anyway. You don't ask. You don't offer to wash dishes at the restaurant after you eat. That is not the same. <laughs> it's an analogy. 
It's not a very good one. Um, all right. <laughs> and this is page 184. And he says, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, they're so pretty, baby. Talking about her boobs. And I swear, I literally laugh. And not at like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Like, there's like I'm reading this in public and they're banging. No, I was laughing because that is so, so horrible. Like, honestly, that's Never my, heard a man say that. No. That's my bellwinger. I had a spectacle boobs in my 20s. I've never heard a man say that. Never. Yes, I know your husband will be clipping that. But I, I just had a vision of your boobs having glasses on. Because <laughs> they're be spectacle. So you've got like tit glasses. <laughs> Their vision isn't 2020 anymore. No, the older we get, they start, that vision starts dropping. The optometrist is a weird visit every year. <laughs> I think they're doing your mammogram wrong if you're kidding. <laughs> Glasses for your boobs. <laughs> Molly, we need to talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's gonna be so pissed at us. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is real entertainment right here, where we can't. We just spend like ten minutes laughing and like not talking. Okay. So my <laughs> shit. Get your shit together. I can't. My biggest bell ringer for this was really just like the things that were said during sex, like. All I kept thinking to myself is, like, you're a woman writing this. Is this what you want your husband to say to you in bed? Like, she's a married woman. Do you really want your husband to be like, oh, they're so pretty, baby? And it's nah. not just, like, and it's not just that. Like, in Chapter 13, when when she's drunk, uh huh, she goes, this many weeks. And, like, she's talking like a toddler. I have never met a drunk woman that has regret that has been so drunk that she regresses to speaking like a toddler. Right. Ever. Right. Like. Right. This many weeks. No, nobody fucking talks like that. Right. You don't talk like that. Why would you write it? Yeah, it just that was really awkward for me. There was and, a lot of awkward sex scenes. Yeah. And it was it, it, the, it had a lot she, to do with the writing. It was the dialogue that was the problem. It wasn't the sex itself. Like the descriptions no. of like what they were doing besides it's them the talking. Besides the how the fuck did she put her finger in his ass? Like besides that <laughs> the science like, isn't there. <laughs> that's not there there's just like at, at what angle could you No. Absolutely. If we not. can get we can get pictures of a black hole of Trillions of light years away, shh, Piper can put a finger in a bum. I'm really still trying to picture how she They were doing missionary style. He was on top of her. I thought her legs are like kind of up. So maybe her bottom was lifted a little bit, but she's back. Well, the and they're, the in a little, they're in a little bed on the boat. Like, I just don't see how she could have reached around him to do that. Where in her mind was like, you know what I'm going to do in this moment? You know what's a great idea? I feel like, like that's a thing you need to talk about before you do it. Right! <laughs> what is 
table that's here. Like, that's like one of those things that like, yeah, this, is a, so this is the first time we're having sex. Maybe I should ask him if it's okay if I stick my finger in his ass. No, second, because the first time was at the hospital. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot they banged at the hospital. Maybe, maybe they had a private conversation beforehand that just wasn't right. They did not because he said, so are we just not going to talk about the finger thing? <laughs> and then later he like licks her bum. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, so are we just not going to, but first of all, that seriously grosses me out. Well, the way, the way it was described, the mm-hmm. way it was written, it wasn't sexy. It, 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 I fast forwarded because I was gag me with a spoon. That's what I wrote in the notes. Gag me with a spoon. Uh, I, d- nothing to your cakes. If that is your kink and you enjoy it, good just for you. Just don't talk to me about it. But, but the, but the way, the way it was, look at me guys. I need you guys to hear me. The yeah. way it was written on paper. Yeah. The way it was written on paper Shit. was disgusting. <laughs> and it's, and it's not. Enjoy your sex life, but don't write it like that on the book. Besides those two, like, incidents, I don't think that, like, the sex was described poorly. Like, I think she did a good job talking about, like, the sex. But the dialogue, man. But the, the dialogue, dialogue was the dialogue. so bad. Like, please, like, first of all, I don't really, okay, Molly, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> okay, yeah. so, I mean, the dialogue is problematic. Like, it's bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, but the sex itself, it, it's it's hot. They have hot sex. In the second book, it's very funny because um, Hannah calls Piper and it's very obvious that by the amount of rings it takes for her to answer the phone and the breathlessness of her and when she answers that she and Brendan have just had sex. And Hannah says, doesn't your vagina ever get high- tired? And she's like, yeah, but then I just need to hydrate. <laughs> and then just like bang some more. That's not how any of this works. Well, I guess you could keep your vagina hydrated. But that's not, that's not the same as staying hydrated. <laughs> right, Katie? God, tell me I'm right, Katie. <laughs> Please don't. Stop asking Katie questions on the pod. <laughs> Absolutely not. You brought her. You We're keeping her. I tried to get her to come on this season, so, you know. That's okay. She needs a break. I get it. I, I don't know. I just... I thought the sex was sexy. The dialogue was not sexy. And I will say, I don't think it was exclusive to this book. Because, what do you mean? Like the well, bad because dialogue? I've read, yeah, because I've read the sequel. Mm-hmm. Are you planning to read the sequel? If I can make it into my schedule. But I have a couple like personal favorite reader writers that I want to read that we don't okay. have on our list. Well, so I don't want to like, I don't want to like spoilers, spoilers for that one. Okay. I mean, I don't mind giving spoilers for the book that we're talking about. Cause we tell everybody we do that, but there's a scene between Hannah and Fox where the, that morning he comes out of his bedroom and she can smell this like fragrance and she doesn't know what it is. And he tells her it's a massage oil that he uses it to masturbate. And then he's just like masturbated that morning, like while she's in the house. And uh, she's turned on by this fact and like spends the day, like she spends the day, like watching him work on the boat. And she decides to like sneak off back to the house and masturbate using this oil that he's put in the bathroom in case she wants to use it. 
And he has figured out that that's why she's leaving to go home. And so like he sneaks home and he's like, I can smell the oil, Hannah. And she like kind of doesn't really let him in the room, but he comes in the room anyway. And like the dialogue between them while she's like standing there masturbating and he's like watching her. It's so creepy. Awkward. Ew. It's, it's like voyeuristic. Like he's clearly like, it's really creepy. So I don't think it's exclusive to this book. I don't think it's because Brendan is bad at talking during sex. I think it's just Tessa Bailey is bad at writing dialogue Dialogue. during sex. But she's like a really popular author. She's a huge social media following. She's an Avon books author and she's written many, many books. So I don't know if that's like always her thing that she writes good sex, but bad dialogue. I don't know. If you come for the sex and ignore the dialogue, you could probably do just fine with these books. Yeah. Look, I don't really want, I don't really want to be talked to during sex. Like I don't, I don't describe to me what you're doing. Like that's not, that's not I, it for I, me. I don't need a play by play. Right. But conversation's fine. Nah. I'm okay with like moaning. I'm okay with like the moaning. Cause like the moaning is just going to happen. Like that's just going to happen. I don't but... need like, I don't need a, like a detailed dictation of what's happening, no. No. but a little combo is fine. As long as it's appropriate for the setting and what words going on. And some words that are like, sexual in nature like for example i really hate the word pussy i hate it and so anytime in any of these books it's like i'm gonna pet your pussy or i'm gonna do this i'm like ew get away from me like oh baby you're so moist oh no you did not say that no oh molly Gross! How, but they write it like that. Oh. There's so many writers like that, right? Oh. Yuck. <laughs> okay, next question. Please don't comment on the moistness. And <laughs> and my other thing, please don't comment on the smells. Like, they always write smells into these okay. books. And I'm like, this. no. I've talked about this before. I don't want to know not, what it smells like. literally writing out the five senses. It is. He smelled a like tool. man. Ugh, what does that even mean? Like, ugh. it is a tool. When they tell ugh. you to write the five senses, it's not fucking literal. I don't need a detailed description. It is yeah. a tool to help you fill a scenario. Like my stomach is actually turning right now. <laughs> okay, so next question then. Let's stop talking about the nasty sex. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty nasty though. Um. Both ways. All right. The underlying story in this book, apart from Brendan and Piper, is fixing up the sister's late father. His name is Harry Cross, his bar. Mm -hmm. So is this story believable that they would go and fix up the bar and like bond with their dead dad? I mean, for this storyline, yeah. It's not like they had like this huge budget and it's not like the whole town chipped it. Like it wasn't some like Gilmore girls ask bullshit where like the whole town surprised them and fixed it for them. The girls did the work. Stop drinking the water. Um, I just have an issue with it because I really find it hard to believe that they, their stepdad would force them to go do this and that the bar would be so poorly cared for when he's been paying for it to be cared for that he wouldn't have checked. Like he wouldn't have checked on it on his investment. How wealthy is this man that he just, didn't fucking care. I think he just wanted to cut that part of his wife's life out <clears throat> so that they didn't have to deal with it. Piper is 28. 
She has a huge Instagram she acts following. Like and a probably ten year old, but she has money of her own. Why would she just listen to him and go and do the thing? I wouldn't. I'd be like, "Fuck you! I'm an adult." Because it's probably not enough money to say so. It is though. Maybe not enough money to live the In lifestyle that she was living, but she had enough money to do what she wanted to do. But she's also like, she hasn't fully matured yet. And part of the whole point of this is getting her to the maturity level she's supposed to be at. Well, she didn't mature in this either. She fell blindly in love like she always does. Um, She, I mean, the parts of her that seem to be ignored by everybody else, the one that's the caregiver and the helper, Mm -hmm. I mean, she does those things naturally. So she had to have been doing those before she came to Westport. Um, I don't know. I just really, like, the story itself doesn't make sense to me. I mean, how else would she meet Brendan? I don't know. But it doesn't, like, I just feel like it's a really poor excuse. Yeah. And the thing is that I didn't hate this book. I, I enjoyed this book. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of four, which was that's where just. I would, it, that's it, where it, I would put it. And that well, doesn't mean it, that I, I didn't. put it out of three, I guess. It doesn't mean I didn't like it. Um, I did like it. I thought it was very sexy. Um, I thought that there, I thought Brendan was somebody that like, that's a kind of guy I would fall for. Like he's definitely, I mean, I literally married a sailor. So like, like the farm boys are just the same. Their life is the land. (laughs) The ones I grew up with, their life is the land. They're not leaving the land. They love their life. I mean, I had an ex. I thought I was going to marry. Like, yeah. he was a local. He was a farm boy. But his right. life was Tioga County. And when I joined the military, it was, yeah. he literally dumped me because I was leaving. He literally yeah. left me. Because it was more important to him to stay in his comfort zone and be where he's happy than for us to grow and move and go forward in the world. Yeah. I mean... Brendan is a character that, like, I believe as a love interest in, in yeah. a book. Like, I believe him as a love interest. I, I know guys. I've met guys. I grew up with guys that are like this. Yeah. That And they're still like this. I, I can yeah. say names, and I won't. And you guys know I will. You know I will. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just, thought, I just thought the idea that they went to fill, fix up his bar, and then they, like, you know, made this hugely successful smash hit of a bar. Like, it's just... It feels unlikely. And because of how the town loves Harry Cross so much, they wouldn't have let his bar go to shit like that anyway. No. 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 So. All right. So what things did you want to talk about? Um, I was wrong. I'm listening. I can predict books like this normally. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. good about forecasting the... trajectory forward i'm pretty good about like see predicting the future Mm -hmm. and she didn't do a thing i thought she was gonna do as soon as he mentioned he had bought a second boat Mm -hmm. and was planning on giving fox the manta ray Mm -hmm. um i was like oh the big fight at the end that's gonna happen he's Mm -hmm. gonna show how much he loves her by naming the new boat after her that was my big prediction for mm-hmm. like how we were going to come to a cusp and how he was going to show his love and his dedication to Piper. And he didn't. Like, we don't even know what he names the boat. Like, it's just um, new boat. 
Medela Ray, I think they tell, they say in the second book, but I can't remember now. But it, it was definitely like, I was surprised that I couldn't predict that, which I'm pretty good at usually with these kind of books. So, uh, that was nice. Uh, I have issues with the writing, but I have high standards when it comes to dialogue and, Mm Uh, things like that, but this is a good spicy book. It is, and I thought there were vignettes that were so funny that like literally made me laugh out loud. Like when she lights the pan on fire, and like he sees her from the window, like just carrying this pan yes. on fire. Like, I told you not to burn the place down. And like the humor of it, where he like looks at Fox and he's like, "You got, you can't, you can't sleep with her. Like, don't make me. I tell you why, but you just can't." Um, and like, there's just like, I don't know. Dibs. He literally called dibs on a woman. He doesn't like, no. Yeah, he did. I didn't like that. This was like, I was expecting it to be uh, a slow burn Mm -hmm. and it really wasn't like, I know that they, I know they don't have sex until like 140 pages in. I know that. But in this book, 140 pages isn't even halfway. No, I want my slow burn to be like 200 pages in. You know, hmm. I want beach read. I want yeah. that. Um, but if you are looking for a book that is really spicy, a lot of people complain that Love Hypothesis had spice, but only one sex scene. Um, this book is all the spice, right? <clears throat> it's all the spice. It's just the dialogue isn't great. So if you can get past I, that, if you can get past the fact that he calls her boobs pretty. And you know um, what? I haven't read I mean, like you said, this is Avon Publishing. And Avon Publishing Mm -hmm. is, like, the paperback romance. I mean, Avon has been publishing books since, like, the ones you were mentioning earlier. The the grandma-style bodice rippers. This is very much your grandma's grandma's romance books. Your grandma's days of our lives. This is guiding life. It's a modern take of that. Right. It is definitely, it is in that stature and it Mm -hmm. is doing really well for the group it is in. And for, I mean, for where its status and what it is. And I mean, I, again, as I always say, I cannot judge. I am not published. You can judge because we literally have a podcast where we judge books and people listen to it so i'm gonna need you to judge okay and i'm fucking judging the dialogue Um, is rough and i I want to take my time to do it so when we finished love hypothesis when i finished love hypothesis i wanted to read it again that's good dialogue it's love hypothesis so good um beach read same thing i really i will 100 read beach read again i won't reread this i won't either i won't reread this i won't either um and I mean, I'm not mad that I read it. Like I did enjoy it, but they're definitely two books that are going to sit on my shelf mm-hmm. unless I somehow get really hard up for sex. But I, I don't. I'm I highly doubt sex. that. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that. I'm not. I, I know Tom's going to enjoy that. That's in our pod now that I tell the world <laughs> that I am a satisfied woman. Um, all right. Anything else? Or should we talk about what we're doing next week? Let's talk about next week. All right, so next week kicks off August, and we're going back to, like, the normal format of, like, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck we want to read. Um, and so next week we are actually actually reading this book called The House in the I'm Cerulean Sea. I'm super stoked about it. That is K.J. Clune. 
That is um, a friend of mine's suggestion, Leslie. Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to Leslie, Leslie who is Leslie. a fan of the pod. So. And a nerd mom. That's how I know Leslie. I know her third nerd moms. And she's and in our book club. And she, she actually posted club. it in our book club. And I was like, oh my gosh, Molly, we need to read this book. Molly had already put it on the list because Leslie had told her about it. Because I talked about, because Le- Leslie came to see me before I left Texas. Aww. And her and her and I did was talk about books because that's, that's what so my friendship is. Um, well, I finished that book today, so I cannot fucking wait to talk to you about it. Like, you need to read it. Like, shit, I, get it read. So, well, let's get off here and I'll go read. <laughs> and then, then, and that's a Molly. We, we that one Molly's going to host that week. It, it's her friend that picked it, so she's going to host. And then we'll go into this book here, Turtles All the Way Down by John Green, because it's just not book bestie season without a John Green book. He's John Green every more. season till he's on the pod. I told you, John Green on the seat uh, on on best. John Green every season till he's on pod. Hmm. One book, one John Green. I am dreaming hard that that happens someday. John Green every season um, until he comes on the pod. Oh my gosh. Sorry. This is not relevant to this, but can I tell you this dream that I had last night? Sure. Women, About John Green? <laughs> no. Women picked their mate based on an index card photo that men were wearing on their heads that displayed the shape and size like length in the shape of their penis. And that's how we picked our mates. That sounds like a sci-fi romance in the making. <laughs> Could you imagine a dating service like that? Where it's just. <laughs> it changes the like dick pick. Like it, it gives us ownership, ownership of the dick pick. Yeah. We didn't want them. And now you can't hide it. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Anyway, so we're going to read Turtles All the Way Down, um, and that's a April pick. And you haven't read that one yet, right? No. No. Yeah. I'm excited for you. This is actually my favorite John Green book, so and I'm excited. they just finished it. filming the book movie. They did, and John Green has been talking about it a lot on social media, and um, I'm very excited. This was actually picked up to be a film, like, right after the book was released. I don't but, I, it. but I think because of the pandemic, like, it got delayed. Um mm-hmm. But I'm really excited uh, for it to come out because it is it is my favorite John Green book. Nice. Um, and then we had talked about uh, my friend Florida Megan. She's actually not going to be able to come on. She had a schedule change, so she will not be on. But she did finish the book, and um, I don't think she really liked it. So, so far. <laughs> Which book? The Night Circus. Night Circus. Okay. So we have five books in August. Oh, look for social media. We'll be posting the um, carousel carousel of what books are coming out for August. But I am a little concerned that you're not going to like the Night Circus. (laughs) It can't be as bad as our first book fight, Emily Giffen. (sighs) Which is streaming on all platforms. You can go find it now. (laughs) Yeah. After you finish this episode, start back over and join us again. Yeah. Listen to the whole season and or the whole series, and then you'll know all of our inside jokes, like vampires don't have sperm. I think that's I think it. Sponsored. Um, I think yeah, that's probably I'm, it. <laughs> I'm done for the day. It was. Thank you for joining us, guys. Till next time. Bye. You don't get to say the outro. You don't get to say the outro. You don't get to say the outro. It's my turn to say the outro. Okay. Now we'll say bye you again. You said it okay. yesterday. You said it yesterday. Last week you did started it. No. Yeah. I'm hosting this week. It's Roll my turn. Roll the tapes, Tom. Roll the tapes. Fuck you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, guys. Bye. 
Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was It Happened One Summer by Tessa Bailey. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.